Welcome to today's CIT Tech for Business podcast. Today we are sitting down with Kyle and Chris, and we're going to be talking about the return of investment, but really diving into the return of technology investment will be the discussion point today. So starting off, I'm going to be asking Kyle, Chris, and Kelsey's also here from the marketing team of what was the first PC that you purchased? So I'm going to go first and then I'll hand it off to Kelsey. But I recall um, it was a big thing in my household that we purchased a compact PC way back in the day, the big monitor that took up probably the whole desk and then the tower um, as well. So I remember it very vividly. It was like it was the best thing since sliced bread back at that time. Um, But I'll head it over to Kelsey and then we'll kind of do the round robin um, as you guys answer that question for me. Sounds good. And I have to ask, what year was that? Oh, girl. Um, <laughs> I think I was in eighth grade um, back in the day. And that um, that was a while ago. The 90s. You're like, it was a while also. ago. <laughs> a while You're like, nondescript. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think back. I'm like, man, I have been a Mac user for longer than I care. As far as what I bought personally, I think that was one MacBook like five years ago. I'm like, I'm dating myself that I'm not very old. That college gave me a laptop and then I got hand-me-downs. I remember as a child getting in my room, right, the hand-me-downs of the computers and I had the iMac with the round base and then you could swivel the monitor on the top because that was the super cool thing. So not exactly a PC, but a Mac user for way too long. But as far as anything I purchased, that's as far as I got. I'm going to hand it over to Kyle. All right. I'm going to really date myself. So if we go way back, Commodore VIC-20 was my very first computer. If you get into the PC world side of it, um, my dad was given uh, work, got an IBM um, PC with a 10 meg hard drive on it and an amber screen side of it. And I flipped from Commodore to PC at that point and started to learn DOS. And I think the DOS version was, I think it was at 2.0 by that time. But I mean, so old, old school dot matrix printer, and it had a 1200 baud modem on it. So got on PBSs and CompuServe. So there, I really dated myself as it goes <laughs> back. But yeah, that's a long time in the archive. So yeah, we don't have to give our age on these podcasts. We can just let people think <laughs> you, that we're you all can figure it out at that yep, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can do math. Me. What about yeah. you, Chris? Well, yeah, so my first PC came as a part of my college experience in the middle 80s. So I was in college. In order to get all of our papers done, we had to go to the computer lab at the time, type them up on the computer lab and print them. Well, the computer lab was so busy back in the middle of the 80s. Everyone was transitioning from typewriters to doing them on a computer. I convinced my parents the only way I was going to graduate from college is if they'd buy a computer that I could use so I didn't have to wait for time in the computer lab. So we ended up at a company called PC Express, which a lot of you may have heard of. And I bought my first computer back in the the middle 80s to do uh, basic word processing, typing up college papers on. So that's dating myself. That means I was in college in the mid 80s. Somebody's doing the calculations already. I was like, that one's easier math. We're going, okay. yep, we got it. Yep, yep. Well, thank you all for sharing. I loved um, being able to hear that. So it kind of brings us back. But let's take a little step forward and get back to the podcast topic. 
So my first question um, to the group is, let's talk about the return on investment for technology. Like what are some examples and how do you set a return on investment? Well, it's super simple, right? No. <laughs> as, as you look at the, at the return, I, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is, is that, you know, you got your capital expenditure or your operational expenditure and then, but trying to find that return on that to say, how does it affect the business? Some of technology investments are obviously easier than others. You know, if you have something that's uh, an ERP software package, for example, that enables a particular function side of it, you can look at your costs and then look at your overall revenue and say, okay, we were able to do this new initiative. So that's our return. Um, the other areas are definitely more where you have to take more of a holistic and understand the full benefits and starts introducing more soft returns that are definitely harder to measure uh, for many organizations. So for example, if you take, um, how would you measure if you bring in a managed service provider and now your internal IT is relieved of day-to-day -day infrastructure support, but now focuses on data business needs and data um, that benefits the business, that allows the business to find a differentiator in the market or gives their sales uh, staff more information or more data to be more competitive in whatever market they're in or how they serve their customers, you know, then if you have true measurements on it, now you just looked at the investment on the managed service provider provided return. Um, so there's, there's a lot of factors to take into account when you look at these initiatives. And I think many organizations we speak with look at IT as a, just a pure expense. Unfortunately, you know, there, there's some parts of technology they'll say is, but otherwise they look at it like it's an expense. It's an operational um, need that they have, but they don't necessarily look at it as a competitive advantage that they can use. Um, not all not all organizations, but many do. Um, but there, there's certainly a, a, wider, a wider reach to get into. Um, and I think that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah, and I would agree with. I mean, you have to really look at that that soft and hard cost on the return on the technology investment. And I think if, if most organizations look at their large costing areas, right, labor costs is one of the biggest costs for most organizations. And to make employees not only efficient with technology, more efficient, and then to make sure that technology is always accessible, because most organizations without the technology really struggle to continue to operate these days without the people and the technology hand in hand. But like we talked about at the beginning, the return on technology investment is, I look at it like return on marketing investment to some degree. It's very difficult to pinpoint specific where, you know, I bought this user a new computer. What is it returning to me? Well, it's a bigger picture discussion than that detailed. I think it's bigger pitching around people productivity, which is one of your largest costs. And then it's really getting into the software efficiencies of, other organization runs on top of the technology. And then that gets back to Kyle's point about using a good managed service provider to provide that day-to-day -day support and really let your internal people be more effective on the technology and using the technology and more so the software. So I, I think that's really where that productivity and return on that dollar spent comes into play. Yeah, and I can, I can give you a good example where we identify many cases where there can be you know, much easier uh, measurable sides is when you look at uh, an organization, if you're using products like Access or Excel to you know, run reporting or to get data analytics where you're 
extracting out of different systems and combining and it takes you know hours and hours and hours to massage and get that information to the key metric that you're trying to get to taking advantage of many new initiatives like power bi that's in microsoft and a lot of other tools out there where you take what takes hours or days and make it into minutes now you got some easy tangible measurable side of it but again the key side of it is are you manually asking people to you know, combine and aggregate data and some other answer a program versus taking advantage of automation and data, um, data dashboarding, data, you know, analysis tools that are more modern, you know, that if you put a little dev time in and you put a little development side of it, now you just, you know, multiply that over the number of work days, you know, that's a, that's a huge return on the investment. And that's where having that person focused and understand those instead of worrying about patching computers and and providing you know password reset support and those you know basic level you know that's where you really start to drive that return i wanted to say um chris thanks so much for bringing up the return on investment for marketing that is something to kelsey and i strive to provide <laughs> you know to um, individuals here at cit and you know as we're talking about the different technologies um it's kind of to know we're very data driven. We got to know the data and kind of see that coming in to be able to connect those dots. But talk to me a little bit too. Um, we're unique in the fact that we're a managed services provider. So we get a lot of data from our customers. Talk to me about what that data means to us and how we can help them talk to customers about their technology investment. Well, when we look at, at the data, we're looking at, you know, a lot of key decision metrics like age of assets, you know, your your up down, common areas of call support that come in, so you know where to invest, you know, the time and resources to return back to productivity side with it. So, you know, getting organizations on a regular cadence of keeping, you know, your infrastructure, your technology in a in a current state within uh, you know x number of years side of that and providing with a roadmap to say we're going to make an investment of x amount every year to keep this up now you add predictability to the it spend with it and it also keeps your users more productive because you don't you know overrun the technology's useful lifespan with it and or uh, avoid potential unexpected outages that stops the productivity altogether um, you know, that coupled with the security aspect of it, of bringing in risk reduction security solution sides that ultimately works to reduce the likelihood of a security incident occurring, you know, also makes that, you know, a very strong investment back to, you know, avoid a very tragic, you know, whole business interruption that could occur if you don't, you know, take those preemptive steps to reduce those risks and close uh, risk loopholes that may exist in the organization. So there's there's a lot of those efforts that go into the into the platform that you know ultimately return uh, a lot back to the organization just by planning and execution of a, of a framework into the into those companies and allows them to focus on their or you know what they do their organization does to whoever their customers are and allows us to do what we do really well and and just take care of the core or foundational technologies. Yeah, and I, I really think consistency, proactivity, trying to stay out in front of all these technology changes, right? I mean, I, I kind of correlated to doing 
you know, preventative maintenance on your vehicle, right? I mean, a vehicle is another thing to really justify return on investment. You know, I've got to buy it and all is a sunk cost. But but if you kind of stay in front of and keep up with your maintenance of your technology and stay consistent on your gear and you do preventative maintenance, and a lot of that these days evolves around security, right? To try to keep your data protected and keep this network running because without it, the organization really starts to suffer. So we, we need to keep it secure. We need to keep it functional. And the our the way we use data to protect that is looking forward to say, stay consistent on your gear. Don't run it too long, but get the useful life out of it. Just spending wise dollars on trying to get out and predict technology spend versus always staying reactive. That gets very difficult to, to show return on reactive technology spend, both software and hardware costs. So we try to help organizations stay out in front of it, predict it, stay consistent on costing around the return. Yeah, and I know um, if we have some returning listeners, we've done a couple of podcasts on budgeting for technology and also the risk uh, with cybersecurity of running technology that's no longer, you know, in place. So it's end of life. So um, if you haven't listened to those podcasts, here's my plug to say, go back and listen to those because we are kind of seeing a lot of connecting the dots of there is really a key metric that you need to focus on with this return and keeping your technology up to date. But um, one other question that kind of comes to mind as we're talking about this is who really owns the return on investment for technology within an organization? Who's responsible for that? Yeah, I think it's high level and it's really part of the leadership and it's across all departments, right? Because these days, most everyone in the organization touches some piece of technology, even out on our manufacturing clients out on the shop floor, they're touching technology to make the manufacturing process more efficient. So I think it's complete buy-in from the leadership team, starts from the top down, CFO, CEO to say, hey, we're spending a lot of money on technology, we need to get the return out of that. And some of that does come into play with efficiencies of resources, right? I talked about it earlier that people are really expensive costs these days and, and not getting any cheaper. So we need to make sure our employees are efficient as they can be with utilizing current and best practice around technology, right? And that becomes very tricky because it always, it isn't always buy the latest and greatest and buy the fastest and buy the best because we have to really look at balancing the hardware side of that return on investment, the software side of the return on investment, the on-prem investment, the cloud investment, the re, I mean, it's a balancing thing that I think it's all all sides of the organization, all the leadership team and departments need to be a part of it. And I think they all need to own that, right? To, to, too many times it falls back to just the CIO or the IT director to say, hey, what's the, well, what's the return? What's the return if I turn it all off, right? What's the downside to that? So it's across the organization. We need to look at it from gain efficiencies, more productivity from our largest cost, which is people and typically products. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is It is definitely at the leadership layer within the organization side with it. I mean, and when I mentioned earlier about organizations looking at IT as an expense, um, you know, typically what we find is the organizations that have moved beyond that and realize that it's an investment and there is a is a return to be had with those. Those are organizations that, you know, they 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 progressively invest into those and they and they see measurable returns and those organizations grow. And they and they seem to, you know, they be able to they service their customers better and they continue to, you know, view IT as a strategic difference maker for them. You you can you can see it as a third party when we work with them versus 
when the top down is just, you know, um, always hesitant to, to make that investment side of that and, and, and fights against it and always sees it as just an expense. They, for, they just seem to be constantly always having problems with it too, because they just don't make the proper investments. Hence, it's kind of fulfilling their own prophecy to some extent. They just continue to have more IT problems, you know, because they just didn't make the right investment sides of it. But yeah, it's, it, it always stems back to where the organization's leadership philosophy is with the, with the IT. And if they, if they view it as a strategic side of it and they make the right investments and they measure those returns and they and they believe in it you know it they see we see, see uh, organizations do amazing things with the technology and data and how they how they differentiate themselves in the market well and kyle talked about strategic right we we really really shifted our conversation around technology to strategic with the leadership of the organization right it's it's no longer just an internal it department discussion it is a very strategic discussion with the whole leadership team, with the ownership team to understand what what is this technology returning, right? Why are we better? How are we better? And what does it look like? How does it return, right? So if you look at how we approach our managed service business, it's all about that strategic component of technology and how does it return, right? Without it, adding to it, moving the dollars that we spend on different pieces of our technology. The cloud has really changed that whole question about return on investment as we move more and more workload workload up to the cloud that changes our investment in technology because we're not building out these data centers internally or shared data centers. We're building out more cloud enablement, cloud redundancy. So it's not necessarily changing the dollars. It's how we're spending them to be more strategic. And at the end of the day, return more investment on that. So it it is very, very strategic. It's all in. The whole team needs to be involved in it. So we, we kind of then talked about really who owns that, but let's talk about how do you decide which return on investments um, are important based upon the ownership of that? Where do you kind of lay that landscape to say we need X, Y, and Z return on investment and we need to monitor that? Yeah, I think that's really unique to each organization. It's really trying to understand the strategic side of it. But, you know, to Chris's point, he just made side. You, you have to, um, there, there's an educational component to the leadership to understand, you know, what technology is capable of for one and aligning that with what the businesses or organizations are trying to do. And then you can identify those additional areas of ROI and then you can introduce measurements to those. You know, so when I mentioned the case of the access in Excel, for example, I mean, it starts to be easy. You know, if you identify those within an organization, you can start to quantify labor costs you know, going into those things and then identify, you know, the cost return for making the investment to automate that in, in a level side with it. But those only come after you have, you know, um, conversations between the, the technology folks and the business leaders. So you can correlate what's capable because most leaderships don't understand. They don't know what they don't know. So it, 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 it comes with collaboration and understanding but that's why we have to be very strategic and get to the leadership levels to help educate and knowledge and present, you know, potential solutions as to how they can benefit to allow those organizations to go forward. You know, so it's, it is very fluid. It's, there isn't, I think a one size fits all in that category at all. There's, it, it takes, you know, 
buy-in from the leadership and then collaboration between that leadership and the and the technology department they have or you know plus outside partners to really maximize what benefits could be there for them well and, and talk kyle talked about strategic efficiency and productivity right and i think you can go through every department you know a real simple one i think is is looking at sales and marketing right how efficient is our sales team by use using the technology we have in front of them and that's both hardware technology and soft the software behind it right so it's it's balancing all that together with strategic productivity and efficiency it's not easy it's not easy to put numbers around that but it's understanding that model that really really when, when organizations really figure that oh that aha moment out of right wow by doing this with technology and this with data and this with applications our people are x percentage more productive right it's easy with a salesperson you can say hey we enabled x y and z technology which enabled our sales reps to sell 25 percent more or 50 percent more without hiring more staff right there's easy one to correlate but we talked about marketing it's not quite as easy to do that right because a lot of that is really big picture brand name recognition that it's not as easy but still enabling technology around faster better use of data should return the same way that it does in a simple sales model. So strategic productivity, efficiency. I think those, those are big things that the organization needs to look at top down. Awesome, love all of this, this is great. Um, I did wanna ask though, like what's the trigger points to take action on some of these return on investments? You know, is there something you're like, yep, I see that right now and it's a trigger and we need to take the next step with that. Well, I, I think some of that is, you know, how 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 far behind are you or how far maybe are you too far ahead? Right. And that when I say too far ahead, we, maybe we've spent a bunch of money building out internal data center infrastructure, but our long term strategic plan is to move it all to a cloud. Well, we need to be efficient about that internal data center build out if our goal is longer term to move it all to the cloud. Let's not buy 10 years of technology. Let's buy three to five years of technology because when we move to the cloud, we're going to spend it differently, right? On the flip side of that, if we're so far behind, we need to just A, catch up so our users of technology are at least current, but then how are we going to affect the change of buying them new, faster, bigger, better technology, right? So to me, it's that balancing act of, right, we can't get too far out on spending money to think we're going to have a return if we're changing our concept around prem versus cloud on the flip side of that we can't get too far behind and we have such a large catch-up to do that do we ever get to the point where we realize the effect of buying new technology for all is trying to catch up so it's it, 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 there again it's that balancing act of trying to make it all come into play and then how do we measure that yeah yeah i i, I think you know having organizations have a in the leadership side of a real discussion and, and eventually have that map where you want to go, you know, whether it's a two or a three, you know, or, or five year, if you say, where do you want this ultimately be? So you make those right, you know, decisions now that are aligning with the long-term initiative where it's going to go. Very few organizations can just rip the bandaid off and make a tire shift. Like Chris said to go, yeah, we're going to be in cloud in the next 90 days. That's just not realistic. It's, it's a, it's a plan. You have to start making the right investments now and, and investments in the 
in the upcoming months and years near term to align with where you're going. So you're making that transition and then you're slowly realizing the return as you start to do that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's having a plan and working the plan um, as you go through that and making sure everybody's on the same page to get through those. And for many co- co- companies, it tends to be, you know, we'll, we'll hire a managed service provider. We'll take that side with it. And then you start moving to the, that whoever's in charge of IT can, again, start having more strategic discussions rather than being buried in the day-to-day and then start, you know, start that process going forward to figure out where they where they could go, what's possible. Yeah, and, and it's such a big picture discussion, right? It's really IT's, the, the IT department's job to bring forward all this latest and greatest in technology, security, hardware, software. But really, it really goes back to the leadership and ownership team to really say, how can we how can we use this effectively to be a better organization, be more productive? Because that, at the end of the day, is the return on technology. The, the, the IT department can come every day to that leadership team with bigger, better, faster stuff. That doesn't mean it's going to make the organization more efficient and return on the technology better. So it is a constant balancing act. That IT needs to do, IT needs to provide their do their job providing a pathway, but the organization really needs to jump in and understand how do we get the return from this, right? It's not an IT uh, challenge; it's a whole organization top-down challenge. Yeah, yeah, I think that just brings to mind. It's it's not IT's job to try to save you five dollars on a monitor or ten dollars on the computers they buy. That's not the ROI that you're looking for. There's that's there's much, much bigger ROI to be had. And that's, um, fortunately, we do run into situations where that appears to be the case, is it's just trying to trying to shave dollars off of the product, uh, the technology they're buying. But that's really, you know, tripping over the dollars to pick up the pennies in my mind. I did want yeah, to say you- too, just um, selfishly from the marketing side, you know, we look at the return on investment for the events that we put on maybe for a webinar and how many of our customers or prospects attended it. Same thing with these podcasts. You know, we're looking at the trends to make sure that we're getting that out to everybody within our community to listen to these podcasts and, you know, help that and educate them. But I did have a question about, you know, how how are you reflecting on those return on investments? Do you look at it at a three month, six months, quarterly, or like immediately, like I need to take care of these and then develop that plan? based upon if they're monthly or quarterly goals. Can you guys shed a little light on that? Well, I think it's 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 all of what you just mentioned, Tara. I think there's immediate return on some purchase of, of day-to-day technology. But let's use a simple example of monitors, right? Kyle mentioned monitors before save $5. But if you look at our industry over the last 10 years, we now have users that have a half a dozen monitors on their desk, right? We used to have one screen, one small screen, we were trying to do everything. Well, what have we done? We've challenged our the staff to be multitasking, right? To be more efficient. So buying them one or two or three more monitors so they can have all of their core applications up on their desk at the same time makes them more efficient. So a simple, that's a simple, simple look at return on investment, right? You spend $125 on a nice big monitor and you give them multi-monitors, all of a sudden the user's like, wow. I can be X more productive because I don't have to switch screens all day long and waste time. Simple one. But but there are other ways, strategic ones that go out six months, 12 months, 24 months, 36 months, five years. And that 
to Kyle's point, talks more to the cloud and the cloud migration and on-prem versus off-prem, right? Because that, like you said, you're not going to move your whole workload to the cloud in 60 or 90 days, right? That return on investment's not there. You're not going to change your ERP application in 60 or 90 days. So those return on investments are much longer thought out and budgeted processes that ultimately will return, but it's not immediate. Now, the monitor one, I, I would justify give everyone monitors. If they've got more than one application <laughs> running on their desktop, give everyone more monitors. They're going to be more productive. I am. So, I, I mean, everybody can be more productive. Simple, simple answer, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, Chris, I mean, it, it varies. It really depends on, you know, different aspects of it. But there's there's different levels of return at different time intervals throughout the investment side with it. You know, I would argue, you know, investments into different security solution sides of that, you know, give you immediate return on, on the risk reductions. Deploying EDR, you know, gives you, you know, getting that deployed can give you an immediate, you know, large risk reduction. Doing MFA, enabling that for your users can be done in short term and, and dramatically reduce your risk. So there's, again, some very short term returns. Um, and then, you know, there's a long term, but you got to work both. You got to be able to take advantage of both. Yeah, there again, it's a balancing act. And I think another simple one is, you know, we'll, we'll talk to organizations that have moved part of their workload up into the cloud, right? And they're like, well, the cloud application seems to be slow, right? Well, when we dig a little deeper, we find that they moved a whole bunch of workload to the cloud, but what they didn't do is increase their internet pipe, right? So we can immediately come in, assess the size of that internet connection and say, wow, by just turning the dial up a little bit or doubling that bandwidth, Wow, productivity went up double because we've got more bandwidth. The application runs faster. Talk about another immediate return. That's as easy as the monitor one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some simple things for sure, but but it's, they're not kind of right. I mean, you talk about yeah. ERP changes. You talk about platform changes. Those are much trickier, much more thought out. That total return. I mean, if you look at an ERP change, those ERP changes can last ten years before you may see all the return on that investment. So it, it, there's not a one-size-fits-all return on investment. It's trying to keep up strategic, make sure everyone's on the same page, take advantage of the easy, quick return on investment items, monitors, bandwidth, those types of things, and then look further out strategically on how do we make changes in bigger picture platform stuff, ERP changes, infrastructure changes, prem to cloud changes are longer term. Yep, yep, absolutely. Great. So besides everybody needing to ask their leadership members for more monitors, I have three today. So I'm thinking <laughs> I might need a fourth. Uh, but all joking aside, oh, Chris, you need a monitor, another one. And what is your thoughts on productivity with having more monitors, Tara? Um, I love it. So marketing, we're in stuff constantly, um, different applications that we run, um, especially Kelsey and I communicate via Teams constantly. So it's nice to have that. Um, and then other applications that we can quickly get to and answer. Um, we're kind of a happening department where there's a lot of things going on because we do touch so much at CIT. You know, we we talk about marketing to our customers, but we also market to our internal employees as well. So they understand to CIT what that message looks like. But um, it, it helps me. I can't stand working on a monitor just on my laptop. It drives me nuts because I feel like I'm not getting anything done today. Uh, but that and that's a perfect example of IT's job is to bring to you, hey, Tara, in marketing, maybe more monitors will help you be more efficient and do more, right? 
IT shouldn't be coming to you saying, hey, I'm going to save $20 and not buy you any bigger monitor or more monitors, right? It's their job to provide the technology and the options. It's your job to be more efficient with it. So a perfect example of what we talked about earlier with IT's job and how that correlates into departments and leadership and organizational efficiency. Yeah, and I think that 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 speaks very well. I mean, Tara being the head of marketing, recognizing where where the benefits could be and saying we will have productivity and then letting IT know that there would be productivity enhancements because of that, you know, not IT trying to figure it out. It's not really they're, you know, they're there to provide the solution for that. But you know, again, as, as from the leadership standpoint, you're able to identify it and say, yes, you know, this would help. So as an educational side, maybe to let the leadership team know these are things to look for. Now they know to look for it. Now they can identify and you can make the right business decisions to have that return. So that's a good example. Yep. Absolutely. I'm going to be typing up my email to say I need another monitor. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe that's the next question for our podcast is how many monitors do people have? Um, but, so we'll see about that. the simple math on it, right? The simple math is a monitor, hundred and 25 hour monitor versus what the organization pays you to do your job, Tara. Look at that relative to your cost, to the cost. It is so simply justifiable the return on that, right? That's the things we need to start looking at when we invest money in technology at the end of the day. It's not that difficult sometimes, right? It's not that scary. Absolutely. That was a, that was a great point. Do you guys have any last thoughts? Um, about our topic uh, before I get us wrapped up and kick you off the call. <laughs> yeah, I think no, we I dug into that one pretty deep, but yeah, yeah go ahead, I mean, Chris, it's, sorry. It's really about all, all organizational buy-in from the leadership and ownership team down to the IT department. It's really everyone working in sync to make sure that that return is there. And it's, it's not all about spend, 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 spend. It's not all about, you know, let's just ride out technology. It's finding that balance. It's finding the return and it's organizational wide. It's not just an IT issue. Yep, yeah, uh, I would Yeah, I would agree with that. It's just really aligning what you're purchasing for technology aligned with the business strategic component is going to introduce ROI. You know, if you're just going around and purchasing computers because you know they need a computer, but there isn't any rationale or connection to the longer term strategic, you know, you're not gonna realize that the full ROI of what you could. So, you know, have that collaboration, have that understanding, bring in a technology technology partner if you need to, to, to help, you know, bring in the suggestions and what they see, because as an outside partner, many cases, you know, we get to see so many different use cases of the technology and potential sides of it that, you know, can get the wheels turning a little bit for many organizations say this could be possible. And that's, that's a, a value add that, that a partner can bring. Great, thank you guys for summarizing that. I will add a couple of things that we did discuss today about the return on technology investment. We really went over what is that return on investment? How do you measure that? And who really owns that return on investment that you're looking at? And really how do you reflect on those and making sure that you have that plan in place? Um, and again, I mentioned we do have some other podcasts that really kind of correlate to today's discussion as well. So if you haven't checked those out, please go out and listen to those other podcasts. But a big thank you to Kyle, Chris, and Kelsey today. Um, you guys understand that we love to talk and we tangented a little bit about the monitors, but I think it was a wonderful discussion. 
um, and a very key point. So Chris, thank you for bringing that up. But I wanted to say, you know, if anybody wants to provide some feedback, please do so. You can always visit cit-net.com backslash podcast, or you can simply email Kelsey and I, which is info at cit-net.com. But thank you so much again, and we look forward to chatting with everybody next week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone.